You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M, and today, let's get a little bit of an insight from Anaya Smith and from Kenyon Green. Two of the biggest offensive names that Texas A&M will be producing this upcoming season. They had stuff to say to the media this past week, and we want to know what's been going on in spring camp. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar. We're a candy bar meets a protein bar. Go visit BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your very next purchase. That promo code is LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. As always, make sure you're following us on social media, especially all of our brand new listeners coming over from the Tigna Network. You can do so by following me at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th Man related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So the offense is going to be a really weird position for Texas A&M going into 2021. It's not that they're bad because they actually are very stable. But the problem is, is that there's more replacements coming on the offensive side of the ball than the defensive side of the ball. We know guys like Buddy Johnson and Bobby Brown will be gone, but everyone else is kind of up for a competition. With the offensive side, it's more of a best man scenario situation. There's not a wrong player on the defensive side of the ball. There's a lot of wrong players who could be the downfall of Texas A&M on the offensive side of the ball. So guys like Kenyon Green are going to be used immensely next year. Guys like Anaya Smith, who have been in the system and have built a name for themselves, are going to be superstars next year. That's why they were the people talking to the media this past week about what they've seen through spring camp. Now, the biggest name, of course, to me is Anaya Smith. If anybody listens to this podcast, and I know that people do because I check the numbers all the time, you know that I believe Anaya Smith is going to be the biggest riser in the NFL draft. I don't think he's going to be a top... Uh, you know, five top 10 pick, but he is going to be a pick who is so important to a team's success. It's going to be impossible not to consider him as one of these gadget players. And he actually spoke a little bit about what he thinks his role will be for Texas A&M next season. Now I feel like um, I'm taking a lot of reps at receiver at the moment, Um, but I'm pretty sure things are going to get uh, a lot different as the spring continues. Right now, we're just working. Everybody making sure that everybody is getting some work in. So, I mean, we're all just working on numbers right now, and we're all getting better. So, To me, what this says more than anything else is that Smith is going to be used in a multitude of ways. And that's why I kind of compare him to the Kadarius Tonys of the NFL world, the Curtis Samuels. I don't see him just being limited to that running back role. And keep in mind, when he came out of Dallas High School, he was a wide receiver. Like, he, he's immediately known as a wide receiver. But because of how little depth there was after Jacob Cabote and Cordarian Richardson left the program, they want to go elsewhere, they needed help in that bowl game. And Smith was the next best player who had a good overall feel when he was on the field. So at that point, 
it made a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense to keep him in the backfield because of you want to use him in a multitude of ways. But then what happened was you got DeAndre Jackson to sign and hopefully he'll be able to take up a little bit of a role next season. After that, you got Devon A-Chain, who to me was the most explosive player in A&M last season when he was on the field. So now you don't really need to worry about having him be, you know, that main running back. The biggest thing is you look at what has happened with this team. They have this hybrid player who can probably play as your starting wide receiver. So when you break it down, wide receiver number one probably is actually going to be either Caleb Chapman or Demon Demas. Wide receiver number two will probably be Anaya Smith or Caleb Chapman. And wide receiver number three will probably be Caleb Chapman or Chase Lane or maybe Hezekiah Jones. But that doesn't also mean that they're going to be limited to keeping just, um, you know, A&M with Anaya Smith as a wide receiver. They're going to work him at running back. Even though he's working right now a ton at the wide receiver role, it might be because of they want to see what they have at that running back position. So, Overall, you need explosiveness. Here's what Smith had to say about the explosive offense that could return in 2021. Um, I feel like with uh, an experienced offense, especially in the skill position group, um, I feel like we have a great opportunity to be more explosive, like you were saying, just because of how well we know the offense, how well we're starting to be able to read coverages before the snap is even uh, called or whatnot. So, I mean... I feel like that all has to come with experience and just being able to read the defensive keys before the ball is even snapped. So again, the biggest thing of all that I think a lot of people are missing is that this is going to be a group of receivers and a group of players who has taken that next step up in their role as pass catchers. Everyone wants to talk about the quarterback battle. And, and and guess what? Smith actually talked about it, and we'll talk about that in a second. But everyone wants to talk about this quarterback battle. Zach Calzada, Haynes King, is Eli Stauber going to be in it? It doesn't really matter because if the offensive line needs to be the first thing that gets fixed. After that, you have to be able to go get the right tools on the outside. Well, now you have guys who have been in Daryl Dickey's system all the time since they've been at AM. You have guys who have been in Jimbo Fisher's system their entire careers at AM. Isaiah Spiller, Chase Lane, Caleb Chapman, Damon Demas, Anaya Smith, Hezekiah Jones. They're players who have been starters, not starters, my bad, but who have been recruited by this staff. There's no excuses for saying, oh, well, when we were in Coach Sumlin's system, because none of you were in Coach Sumlin's system. The only one who could say I was in Coach Sumlin's system and actually have an argument would be uh, Cameron Buckley. And he might not have been able to be back if it wasn't for a torn ACL. And honestly, I'm not sure how big of a role he's going to have next year. I hope it's at least decent, but if it isn't, so be it. I do think overall, what you look for in these guys is for them to take that next elevated leap in the offense. Smith said it kind of perfectly. You are now able to read the coverages. You're now able to react to plays. You're now able to step up and understand what is going on every single snap. That is what you're looking for, and that is what is needed for Texas A&M when it comes time to play this season. If they can do that, then this offense is going to be fine. It doesn't matter who's going to be under center. 
Think about it like this. Mac Jones was not expected to be anything coming out. They thought that Bryce Young was going to be the guy. JT Daniels wasn't the starter when he first arrived in Athens. Guess what happened? They got him good weapons. He was able to function. So if you have the right pieces there, you are going to be fine. It's all about having the right tools at the right time. And Smith is speaking what exactly everyone needs to know. It's about, we have been here. We are accustomed to this. We know the drill. It's time to execute. While the NFL season is over and college basketball's hoops have been cut down, the NBA and MLB are in full swing shooting for big time bets. And so you should make your bets at the one place we love and the one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag gives you the best buyouts, the best lines, and the best overall strategies to help you get some extra cash, especially when you follow them on social media at BetOnline underscore AG. Stop sitting on the sidelines and get into the action. When you apply for your very first deposit, make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. If you give me 25 minutes of your day, I promise you I will get you caught up in everything you need to know in the realm of sports. Well, maybe not me, but there will be someone from Locked on today. Peter Bukowski and our new Locked on Podcast show, Locked on Today, gives you all the breaking news coming out of every single major sport in 25 minutes or less. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. All right, so Anaya Smith talking about this upcoming season. And of course, why would there not be another conversation besides this one? The quarterback battle. Why do we put so much emphasis on the quarterback battle? I'll tell you why. Because it is the most important position in the NFL. If you do not have the quarterback, you do not have the roster. And if you do not have the roster, you are not set up to be successful. So again, why would he not want to talk about the quarterback battle? Here's what Anaya Smith had to say about both Haynes King, Zach Calzada, and everyone working in reps to become the next starter at A&M. Right now, they're still fighting it out. I'm not going to say exactly who has won a spot because there's not a spot one yet so i mean uh the spring is continuing and we're all still getting better and right now it's just going to come down to who's ready to take over the team that actually might be the smartest answer of any one of the answers out there and it's not because of i don't think that's a bad answer i think it's because of who is it there's a lot of people out there who believe zach calzada could get the edge because of the veteran, because of he knows the system, because he's been there, and also because of you just watch what happened when a veteran who has been sitting and learning and waiting in the wings can step up with a very good receiving core and running game. That was Mac Jones at Alabama. Now, that doesn't mean that Zach Calzada is going to immediately go from being, you know, the second string quarterback to working his way into the Heisman Trophy conversation, but it could. It really could. But if you look at what you're looking for for a pro-style offense of what Jimbo Fisher runs, Haynes King makes a lot of sense. The Longview kid is exactly what Jimbo Fisher wanted in a quarterback. But the kid from Georgia in Calzada was another name that he wanted. And let's not forget about this. The NFL and college are changing into more dual-threat guys. Eli Stauer, the freshman from Denton-Geyer, 
I doubt is the starter, but what if he has the best camp? What if he's able to build that connection with Demas and Chapman and Lane and Smith and Spiller and A-Chain? What if he's able to do all that? Seriously, what if he is able to do all that and King can't and Calzada can't? Are you just going to go, oh, well, you're a freshman, so no, we're not going to play you. No, instead, you're going to play him because you just watched a freshman and Kellen Mond come in. And in week one of the season with Kevin Sumlin, he had to go and basically get the most backlash of all time because Josh Rosen beat him in Los Angeles. So I can't sit here and go, okay, this totally makes sense. This is totally exactly what you're looking for. But I look at this deal and I see what Nia Smith is saying. Nobody's won the job because nobody knows where the roster is right now. And on offense more than defense, you're replacing basically everyone. Left tackle, which is probably going to go to Kenyon Green. Left guard, center, right guard, and right tackle. You maybe have one spot open. And the wide receivers last year, I'll be honest, Smith is the best one. And whoever wins the next two and three spot, good for you. You've earned it. But I don't see where we can have this conversation of, oh yeah, one of these guys is taking the biggest leap going into next season. So it's a good answer by Smith overall. However... There also is another good answer, and it is talking about how each quarterback brings their own skill set to the table. Um, I feel like each quarterback is definitely working well. Um, I definitely like Zach. I definitely like Haynes. Um, both quarterbacks are definitely working their tails off right now to get that starting position. And shoot, I feel like the chemistry on whether it's either one of those guys is definitely, I feel like each receiver is definitely liking the chemistry. So, for sure. So I do find it interesting that he did not mention Eli Stowers' name. And and when you hear a quarterback not have their name mentioned in the conversation, I do think that that does mean something. I think it does mean that we know at least where the battle is going. It is between Zach Alzada and it is between Haynes King. Whichever one of these two can step up and be the guy will be the one who eventually makes the most impact, Be's the one who has the biggest role on the team, figures out his place, and all of that. So I actually do understand where this is coming from, and I do think that that is something to keep an eye on, especially for the maroon and white game. What that probably means is that you will have King be the starter on one side, and you will have um, Calzada be the starter on the other team, and whichever one of these two works... They're probably going to switch the receivers up. They're probably going to make it to where it is pretty fair. Like a Smith with a King, but then you get Demas with Calzada. Something along those lines. Whichever one has that better connection is going to be the one that definitely makes that impact a little bit stronger. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar, where a candy bar meets a protein bar. You guys know about the 12 original flavors, but with six new flavors, including lemon almond cheesecake, cherry barcia, cookies and cream, and caramel brownie, it's 18 new varieties that will make your treat buds delicious. They are great for the health conscious guy because they're covered in 100% real chocolate, but they're low in calories, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. I eat every single morning when I wake up a peanut butter protein bar because it's got 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. There's not a product like this out on the shelves, guys. And 
When you go to BuiltBarter.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Stop eating the salty sweets and enjoy a treat that will meet your needs. Built Bar from BuiltBar.com. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. It is NFL draft season, and that means we have to talk about the NFL draft. We got two shows here right at the Locked On Podcast Network that will give you all the content you need, including draft dudes with Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino breaking down every prospect via film, and of course the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast with Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak. The two of them do a great job doing their mock drafts, daily fits, and what players are available in each round. Subscribe on the Odyssey channel or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So, again, I think what makes Anaya Smith maybe my favorite player, and that's what we're talking about right now, is I really like that he is able to admit that there are faults with the team. Everyone wants to sit here and go, oh, they went 9-1 and last year, so that means that they're going to be up for an incredible breakout season. No, that's not at all what it means. Instead, we're talking about Texas A&M having a hopeful build off of the 9-1 and season. But that doesn't mean that immediately it's going to happen that way. You have to hope it happens that way. You have to hope that that's the game plan. You have to hope that that's what will be the case. But it doesn't always mean it will be. And Smith, like the honest guy he was, even said that these were some areas that Texas A&M needed to work on this offseason when hoping to take that next step offensively. Um, I feel like our offense can be a more uh, can be more effective in the explosive game. Um, number one, and then also number two, I feel like um, with our offensive line. Uh, leaving this past year, I feel like the new offensive line is just like with Kenyon Green, he's just going to have to step up and be like a huge leader uh, for that offensive line so they can, you know, elevate their game or whatnot. But I feel like those are the two main, you know, components of the game that we need to improve on right now. I think the explosive play quote is a little bit more effective than the other one because here's the thing. With the explosive play quote that we're talking about, Anias is really saying that this team last year had the intangibles to be a really solid team. The problem was they didn't have a guy who could take the top off of the defenses. They didn't have a guy who could be that do-it-all player. They didn't have a guy who could make that move that everyone wanted to see. Smith probably was that guy, but he wasn't supposed to be. He was supposed to be a secondary role player as a running back, as a wide receiver, as kind of the do-it-all player. And that just wasn't the case with this season because if they they didn't have a guy who could extend the plays. The one thing that I've said about Kellen Mond more than anything else, I've defended him on this, most of his receivers did not do damage after the catch. However deep that ball went, that was Mond connecting with his target. They need to get more explosive to where they can have these breakaway plays, these breakaway speeds, these players torching defensive backs and making plays in the open field and making the uh, second and third level defenses miss. That's what I think that they need to do. Is that what they're going to do? I don't know, but I do think that that's an area where they need to improve. But I think it's also really interesting that he talks about himself being a leader, but Kenyon Green being a leader. Kenyon has got to step up only for the sheer fact of he is the veteran on the offensive line. 
everyone already knows that he's probably going to be moved to left tackle. That's where he was best suited when he was playing at Atascacita. They moved him to guard because he was so talented during that training camp in 2019. They had to find a spot for him. They couldn't just leave him on the sideline. They had to play him. So when you have to play a guy, what do you do? Well, you go out and you make sure that the guy that you're going to play is available to just fill a gap. And eventually he'll play his position. So guess what Anaya Smith said? Oh, well, he's pretty much going to be our left tackle. He's going to be our leader. It's four new offensive linemen. And yeah, you know, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that Luke Matthews is probably going to get the starting center job, which makes a lot of sense. But Luke's been on the team. He hasn't been a starter. He's seen the coverages. He's seen what the stunts look like on the defensive line. He's seen what linebackers are doing. It doesn't mean that he actually has seen it in person. He's watched it on film. I can break down film for two hours and understand every single concept of what's going with the pulling guard, with the center, you know, making a crack block down low, where you double team a nose tackle in a 3-4 system because if you need to be able to create a running lane through B-gap, doesn't mean I can do it. It means I can watch it. Green's done it, and he has to continue to do it. So that's, I think, a really interesting point of what Anaya Smith brought up. We're going to have to come back to this, and we'll probably do tomorrow's show on Ken- Kenyon Green's statements, because if I think that Kenyon, what he said, was really important as well. But this is a really, really good quote from Anaya Smith, and this is just showing that leadership, that mentality you need to be a true X factor of your team. He was asked a question about if he's going to be the next Rondell Moore, Kadarius Tony, Elijah Moore, these guys who are not wide receivers, but they're also not running backs. They're gadget players. They're guys who just make an impact. And his answer was great, but it was great for a different reason. Um, yes, I feel like I'm definitely a game changer when it comes to situations where, you know, third down, uh, second and long, I feel like you can definitely, the uh, Coach Fisher can definitely put his trust into me and getting the balls in my hand and just letting me, you know, do what I do. But um, when it comes to, you know, everybody else looking as that guy or whatnot, I don't really like to let that get in my head just because I know when once you start to try to play for the fans and everybody else then and not yourself or your team, then that's when you start to make mistakes and not really play to your full potential. So I feel like I'm going to just play for my uh, play for my team and work on get, uh, bettering myself. I think it's really cool that I'm calling him the Kadarius Tony of 2021. I really do. And, and you know what? I've been saying that for a minute. I've been saying that since like week seven of the season. And the co- the coolest part is that he knows it. Like Anaya Smith knows he's good. But he also is humble about it. I want to be a team player. I want to help this team be good. And the second I start worrying about my own stats, and the second I start worrying about my own production, I'm not playing the team game. I'm playing a me game. And the ultimate goal is to build off of every season. You close the year out with a good win over North Carolina. A North Carolina team that I actually think is either going to take that next elevated step or regress immensely because they lost guys like Daz Newsom, Deami Brown, uh, Michael Carter, Javante Williams. But you look at how this guy 
is not worried about being a first round pick or this gadget dude or this player who can make a huge impact at the next level because his mind is set here in April. Because in April, it's about getting ready for September. And in September, it's about getting ready for October and November and December. And all of that sets you aside to be in line to set yourself up for a great overall victory. That is why you add a guy like Anaya Smith. That is why you root for a guy like Anaya Smith. That's good for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. On tomorrow's show, Kenyon Green. He will be the next left tackle, the next great name on the offensive line for Texas A&M. What will his impact be in 2021? We'll be discussing that and much, much more. We will see you tomorrow. And remember, give me all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.